Good morning, everyone. It is December 26th, 2018, and uh, this is Cody Brown from the Cody Brown Reflections podcast, which you are now listening to. And uh, I know I don't say this every episode, but just thank you guys and gals so much for, you know, taking the time to tune in and to listen to, you know, my thoughts on the Word of God, and hopefully that what I'm saying is found true and faithful to the entirety of Scripture. Because that is my goal, and when I am preaching, you know, on passages or and, and talking about topics that concern me, I want to uh, accurately represent those topics and those passages, you know, from Scripture. And so today we're not doing a, a Showing You My Heart episode, but we are doing a little bit of a continuation of what I talked about last night. And if you missed the episode that I talked about last night, <coughs> I talked about accepting truth. And uh, accepting truth in the sense that, you know, we shouldn't just listen to, you know, our friends or our parents or our preacher or whoever. We need to let the Word of God speak the loudest, and if our friends are obedient in the Word of God, if our parents are obedient in the Word of God, then that is the extent that we should be listening to them, not, you know, not just simply on the basis that they're our friends and family, or our preachers, or whatever. (coughs) So last night, I spent a lot of time focusing on the idea of there being an absolute truth, and not only the idea of there being an absolute truth, Um, but also the idea that we need to admit uh, when we are found to be wrong, and we need to make the necessary changes so that way we can be in good standing with God. And that is the most important part. Um, uh, You know, in the entire Christian religion is being in a good standing with God, and so that we can... (coughs) Excuse me, so that we we can be in His presence forever when this life is over. And so today, I want to talk about uh, a popular idea of salvation, but I don't want to talk about it as to praise it. I want to talk about it as to test it with Scripture. <coughs> and I was reading in the book of Colossians. And the book of Colossians just stated this beautiful passage that's like, wow, where was this passage, you know, earlier? And uh, I want to start reading uh, Colossians chapter 2, beginning through, we'll read verses 6 through 13 uh, for now. So it says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you are taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy or empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And you have been filled in Him who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, 
by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you, who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. So the the passages that I was reading that stuck out to me that that I really wish I had known about, you know, earlier, was verses twelve and thirteen, referring to baptism and the circumcision that is of Christ, rather than the circumcision that is of the law of Moses, <coughs> which is the circumcision of the heart, as other passages say. So people often teach. Uh, that a saved that you can be saved by faith apart from works, meaning that saved by faith only uh, is the idea. And they use that argument to say, well, you don't need to be baptized to be saved. You don't have to repent to be saved. You don't have to confess your confessed your belief or anything like that to be saved. You just have to believe in God and believe that He sent Jesus. But the problem with that very statement is it's not presented anywhere in Scripture. Um, the idea of saved by faith alone. Uh, the only time you see faith alone is in James chapter 2, and he says it's not by faith alone. So while I'm looking at that passage, because I know it's in James chapter 2, um, <coughs> let's see here. Um, do 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 do. James chapter two. Um, verse twenty-four. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. James two twenty-four is what that was. So we see that a faith-only salvation cannot be possible, based on James chapter two. Now, granted, I am not saying that we can do anything to earn our salvation. That is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that God has given us a plan of salvation that involves obedience to Him. And without that obedience, we will not be saved. And we cannot be saved. And we cannot be added to the Lamb's Book of Life. <coughs> and baptism is the primary thing that they attack uh, you know, with that kind of doctrine. And verse 12 refutes that. And it says, you know, you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God. It is God working in our baptism, in our salvation, that we follow the death, burial, and resurrection pattern. It's God working and God saying that your sins are forgiven because you've done this. Not our baptism gives us a sign that, hey, you know, uh, we're, uh, you know, we're doing this because we're worthy of salvation. Um, no. <laughs> Romans chapter 5 makes it very clear um, that grace is what makes all this possible. And then our faith, believing in God inspires us to be obedient 
to God. And we are not saved until after we have fully been obedient uh, to God. I want to read Romans chapter 6. <coughs> because Romans chapter 6, here there are some verses here that make this point very clear. Um, as far as... As far as, uh, you know, dying to sin and living with Christ is what Romans chapter 6 is all about. So, um, Romans chapter 6, uh, verse 4. We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order, in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that, we would no, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion for him, over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Through verse 11, verses 4 through 11. Talking about how our baptism <coughs> washes away those sins because it follows the death, burial, and resurrection pattern. And because we went through that death, burial, and resurrection pattern, we should no longer be enslaved to sin, but we should rather live our lives toward God. And that's why we emphasize so much baptism is required for salvation. Because it is not until your baptism that you follow the death, burial, and resurrection process. <coughs> it is not until you die to sin that you are set free from sin. Uh, verse 7 makes that clear. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Um, so we have to die to sin in order to be set free from it. Uh, and the way we die is we go through the death, brown, resurrection process just as Jesus did. But we do it through faith and not literally. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but anyway, this idea of a faith-only salvation, it just doesn't hold up. And it's not, you know, I'm not demanding that, you know, I work salvation because it's God working in this process as we read in Colossians chapter 2. So I just wanted to, to you know, think about that for a moment. And there's going to be more on this, um, you know, on this kind of lines. Um, but I just wanted to focus in on baptism and really look at you know, the big deal, the big debate. And I think that in the short amount of time that we've looked at it, I think we have given a satisfactory answer. And uh, as always, you're always willing, uh, you know, you're always welcome to, uh, you know, contact me so that way we can think about these things together. You can contact me through my email, uh, codybrown201 at icloud.com is how you can contact me <laughs> and I will be happy to communicate with you as to what the Bible says and what the Bible doesn't say. I'll be happy to communicate that with you. 
um, on the basis that, you know, we can talk like adults and, you know, work through this together in a, a peaceful manner rather than a, a dogmatic doctrinal matter. So I would encourage that. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for listening. I, I appreciate it as always, and I hope that you are benefiting from these kinds of lessons, because uh, I know I'm benefiting from studying for them, I'm be- benefiting from teaching them, and it's helping me grow, and I hope it's doing the same for you. So, I hope you guys and gals have a great day, and a great week, and I hope you enjoyed your Christmas. Thank you so much, and God bless.